Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode two of uh, Small Ball Podcast. I'm Charlie Rogers with Chancey Rogers, uh, owner, operator of Bull Baseball in Mississippi. And um, this is episode two. We're happy to, excited to be here. We got a special guest today as well. We'll bring him in with us and uh, excited about episode two, man. What's up? Yes. And uh, if you notice, I got me some. Uh, New podcast gear. Uh, my wife's making fun of me because I look like a gamer. But I thought I was going to be outside on the field, and and it was pretty windy here in uh, Starkville. And so I said, well, I better get something because my laptop might not work too well out there. So um, testing these out. Y'all let me know if uh, you can hear better or not. I'll take them off, whatever. But I can hear better. I know that. It blocks out all, Nolan's uh YouTube and yourself in there. <laughs> <laughs> so does Nolan have a YouTube channel too already? Uh, so he he thinks he does. I have not like created him <laughs> one, but he he makes uh, videos on his uh, iPad uh, and he acts like he's a YouTuber. All right, guys, go like and subscribe. You know, because that's, that's what awesome. he watches. He watches YouTube. You know, that's awesome. So Jackson. Jackson has a YouTube channel and uh, he's posted some crazy videos on there before, but he's got a lot of likes at one point. So he was really excited about that. Fun. So Chancey last week we had so many guests um, kind of right off the bat that we didn't really get to talk much about kind of why we're doing this and what this is. And so um, talk about a little why, you know, we talked about this a while back and anybody who was on kind of our test pod, uh, heard some of this, but this was really your idea. And you just kind of came to me and was like, Hey, I want to do this. And there's not a whole lot of this out there. Just kind of talk about where that came from. Yeah. Well, you know, I spent a lot of time on the road, whether it's, you know, before we even moved to Starkville, you know, I, I'm from. Uh, a small town, you got to drive an hour to go get something to eat, you know? And so I, I've, I've spent a lot of time on the road, um, even before baseball when I was in Nashville and I listen to podcasts and I listen to, you know, different talk stuff. I'm a music guy, but like during the week, I always say I don't listen to music till the weekend. And during the week I listen to podcasts or some type of deal. And of course, you know, being a baseball, I like listening to baseball stuff and hearing different opinions here and, hearing what people do that are, you know, might be different, might be something different. I always love learning. And, um, and so I'm like, look, you know, I like to talk. So, you know, let's, let's create a talk show and nobody really does youth baseball. There's some out there nationwide, but um, I'd love to do one, you know, that, that kind of covers local kids and, you know, up and comings and, and just kind of talk what we do every day, but able to broadcast and have people come in and ask, ask us questions. And, and of course, you know, you being a part um, of our organization, I see you all the time and, and you being a part of um, uh, a broadcast deal with uh, Hattiesburg high and, and some other radio stuff you've done in the past, you kind of got a knack for it. I was like, well, here's my guy. We got, you know, same last name, no relation. Uh, you know, it could be, could be a cool matchup and, you know, this is our second one, and I already feel like, uh, you know, we're like experienced now, you know. <laughs> so it's exciting. You know, we talked about club training uh, last week a little bit, and when we were at club training, week three of club training on Saturday, 
uh, there were a lot of folks coming up and like, hey, you guys are famous. Y'all, y'all did the podcast. Y'all did a great job. Um, so that was that was kind of fun. But yeah, I mean, I you know, I think um, the night that it really hit you that we needed to get this thing rolling together was the night I was doing a I do radio for for folks that don't know I do radio for uh, Hattiesburg High School and I've done a, a coaches show weekly coaches show for years um, and so I was interviewing Joe Gray at halftime of, uh, of a Hattiesburg football game and uh, and you text me and we're like hey we got to get a podcast going and so it's kind of kind of interesting that the original kind of idea came from a, a interview about uh, with a baseball player with a, with oh, a pro yeah. guy who was uh, played from Hattiesburg, played rec ball in Hattiesburg, played uh, high school and won a state championship and, and all that good stuff. So it all kind of came full circle coming back to the youth uh, youth baseball scene. Yeah, and he, he gave us a cool shout out too. And uh, yeah, I've known Joe for a long time, watched him grow up, you know, in baseball and and it kind of he was he was that kid that you knew uh, was going to have a shot. And man, he turned he's turned into just uh, uh, a delight to to show kids and say, Hey, you know, th this kid put in the work, he's got the talent and, and great human, you know, and great. And I love talking to him, you know, it, it's just, we're going to get his butt on here too. He, he just got uh rule five over to Kansas city. And, and um, so I'm excited for the opportunity for him from there, even though we didn't get to see him in Biloxi, but a couple mm -hmm. of weeks, but, um, but yeah, that, that was, that was cool because, you know, he, he's such a great, got to interview first of all and you've done an unbelievable job of just like just keeping it, it keeping it where it needed to be and asking the right questions and i'm like hey that's perfect because joe's the type of guys we're going to have on here including today yeah absolutely we've got a guest coming up but i do want to ask you just kind of piggybacking off of of that what you were just saying you know you could tell at a young age we do. We talk about kind of youth sports all the way down to the little ones in your organization specifically. You've got some some six U, seven U teams. I know when we started with you, I uh, believe it was seven U. Um, we were the youngest team at the time. Um, but how often do you see that Joe Gray, that kid that you know from from that young age? Because I know there's a lot of changes that go on between, especially around 12, 13 years old, but how often do you actually see that kid that you know from day one that that he's going to be something? Yeah, uh, talent wise, you see them more often. Now, the full package where you got worth ethic and and drive and all the stuff, it's it's very rare. You know, the the ones that like, hey, they're going to make it, and then you have some that just totally surprise you. You know, just mm -hmm. totally. Uh, you know, you try to guess genetics, you try to guess, you know, what their body's going to be. You try to guess what their arm's going to be, speed's going to be, and then they, they totally surprise you. And then, and then you have some that, um, that surprise you on the other end that, you know, man, they, they got a chance, they got a chance. And then all of a sudden they don't. And, and so it's, it's pretty rare. You know, I, there's, there's numbers out there, there's polls, you know, one in a thousand and all this stuff, you know, um, the 1%, you got the 1% that makes it to the big leagues and all that stuff. So, you know, whatever case that is, but Mississippi's very blessed with a lot of athletes and, and people know that. And, and of course our, our colleges, um, you know, reflect on that. We're, we're very good at all levels, uh, from JUCO to uh, D2 at Delta state. And, uh, and of course our D ones, we're, we're always in a run in somewhere, um, and so a lot of draft picks per capita here and, you know, it, it's, 
is a is a lot and a lot of people blame it on the I say blame it. They they you know reflect on our weather that we're able to play year round. And there's a lot of truth to that, but then there's I think we, we have a little uh, a toughness about us, you know, uh, uh, you know, kind of a more uh, country raising, um, and uh, we're able to, you know, grind it out. Because when our guest gets on here, he's going to talk about the grind. I promise you, we're going to make him, and um, he'll kind of explain what 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 baseball becomes once it becomes a business. You know. Yeah, we're about to get to that. So you're you're Green County, right? Yes. There's some kind of down home country place. You broke up for a minute. Okay. You, you got I, me now. I, I, yeah, I got you now. You Green County. Yeah. Yeah, Green County, and then like I said, I went to I grew up and went to school in Soso, Mississippi. Yep. And uh, those are just some kind of country places. There's a bunch of tough, hard nosed guys, and uh, exactly what you're talking about, and. Our guest today is from Van Cleef, went to Van Cleef, which is another one of those places. And uh, here he is right here. It's Tyler Bray. I'll let you introduce him, Chance. You know him better than I do. All right. What's up, Tyler? Look, look guys, we got – so this is this is my brother, stepbrother, Tyler Bray. He um, – from Van Cleef, like Charlie said, he went to high school there, uh, played baseball at Mississippi Gulf Coast for two years, then went over to ULM. University of Louisiana Monroe, and um, uh, got drafted out there by the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, that's kind of his uh, baseball background, and and uh, we're going to talk about how long he played and what level we got to when we get get in him. Then um, once he retired, uh, uh, I made him quickly, very quickly, uh, jump into youth baseball for a brief second of his life, and he was like, "Oh, oh, 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 I don't know about that." Now I made him coach a 10U team, so we're going to talk about all that. But now he's got a family now, um, and it, he's a farm bureau agent in, in Green County, and just recently uh, moving down to the coast. I'm going to let him talk about that as well. Uh, but what's up, brother? How you doing? How y'all doing? How you doing? Nice. Great, man. Excited to excited to have you with us. Um, tell it. Start with tell us a little bit about. Your just kind of your playing background. Chancey said, as you said, Van Cleve High School, and then um, Mississippi Gulf Coast, UL Monroe, and then uh, on into the major leagues with the Cardinals. Just how early did you know that that was what you wanted to do? Well, uh, it would really go back to when I was admiring Chancey in high school. My dad was actually. Uh, Chancy, I would say Chancy Rogers. No, Chancy Rogers, not Charlie Rogers. Chancy Rogers. Um, <laughs> I, I noticed y'all have the same last name, and we have a sister named Charlie. So I was, I was trying to Chancy Charlie's on here, you know, trying to play all that through. But no, I mean, I know it's complicated. Yeah, that's right. But uh, <laughs> no, I mean, my dad was a high school coach, and uh, man, playing t-ball, what coming up to to Green County and watching. I heard y'all talking about that that toughness. I mean, you talk about tough. I mean, these these those teams at Green County were so tough. And one of the things my dad always harped on, you know, as a as a coach. And so that really just kind of I didn't know any other way. I guess you would say, you know, there wasn't another option for how we're going to play the game, or you know, uh, we we run every ground ball out. Um, slide hard 
tag hard. I mean, it was, it was just a mentality that for one, I was blessed because my dad, you know, my dad had some previous professional, um, he played with Expos for a little while and, um, and then growing up with the, the teams that he had at Green County, um, I mean, I had no other option, you know, so. And so what, so when did, now in high school, so you ended up, you ended up being a pitcher, right? Yep. I was actually, so, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, were you always a pitcher or, or in high school, did you, did you play a position? Did you hit? What'd you do? Well, actually I was a, a basketball player and uh, <laughs> that was my sport. And, you know, after talking and just kind of weighing through things and, my dad said, go play baseball. And I, I, you know, I think you should go. So I, you know, I was a, a third baseman, uh, didn't really get, um, a lot of opportunities. I would say I had Daniel miles who was in front of me at third base, who is, you know, an eighth round draft gold glove co collegiate, uh, gold glove, you know, at, at, uh, Tennessee, uh, Tennessee tech, I believe. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it was riding the pine, really, for my first freshman year. And uh, my sophomore year, well, I guess I had a few opportunities there my freshman year. And the coach, Gary Roth, uh, he played at Mississippi State, um, but he was my coach and my the best coach I ever played for. Um, but anyways, he made me a pitcher, and that was it. I mean, that it was a wrap for my sophomore year of college. So I was a pitcher from there on out. Was that something that you just immediately kind of took to that was kind of came easy to you? I mean, I know pitching's not easy, but was that something that came naturally to you? You know, I pitched in high school I, I, and, you know, I, I really would would credit um, playing a lot of sports. I, and I know that sounds different, but I, I, we would go from being a receiver to a point guard in one night. Right. We played football Friday night. Saturday, we had a basketball game. And then as soon as we got knocked out of the playoffs in basketball, it was going to third base, going to shortstop. And I just adapted. I made adjustments. Um, I didn't know. Like, I'm, I just didn't know any other way. I, yeah, I was athletic and I had a lot of uh, raw talent. But, um, you know, I, I pitched in high school. I had that background, you know, and. I just adjusted. I mean, that's the game of baseball, right, is, is adjustments. And how fast can we make an adjustment, I would say, you know. And um, the, the, the elite ones, right, they they make adjustments really, really fast. So at a high school level, you know, not so much. But I found a way to somewhat adjust a little bit to being a pitcher, yeah. So before we go further, I really want Chancey and your opinions on this. Um, you know, I, I know Chancey with our teams, uh, kind of in your organization right now, we're in that area where it's, hey, we got club training on Saturday morning, and then our, most of our kids have basketball Saturday afternoon. And you talk about, you go look at the NFL players, Patrick Mahomes, Matthew Stafford, you look at those guys, you look at uh, MLB players, you look at really every sport, and almost all of the elite athletes in those sports will tell you they played multiple sports as a kid. What are y'all's thoughts? And I, I will start with Chancey and then go to Tyler. What are y'all's thoughts on young kids playing multiple sports? Is that important? Does it help? Uh, those kinds of things. Well, I, I tell you, Charlie, you know, I push it and you've heard me. And it really, 
it kicks back. Tyler talked about, you know, watching me come through Greene County and, and that toughness and stuff. Well, I watched him and his brother, Colin, who played professional baseball as well. Um, you know, they, they were all state in all three sports. And I tell, tell the guys, you know, it's not just the physical part of it, you know, like creating that athlete, it creates the mental side too of, of like, Hey, I, this is what I'm supposed to do. Tyler just said it. It's like, I didn't know it, uh, any other way. And, you know, we run into that this day and time with, with my organization. It's, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. I keep, you know, yes, it's hard. <laughs> if it wasn't, everybody would do it. And not everybody can do it. So, yeah, uh, people ask me, hey, should he play rec ball in this? You know, I know Jackson does. If you're able to do it, do it. You know, just that, that's, that's do it until you can't do it. And, and, I think that creates a mental side. Of course, it creates a physical side of, of creating that athlete. But um, that, hey, I'm, I got to put in this work. It don't matter if it's basketball, football, whatever. You just you roll to the next one. You go and do something else. And you don't have this downtime of like, well, I'm tired. Those guys don't get tired. There's a reason mm-hmm. we only have seen a few dual sports Guys, it's done well. I mean, the two, you know, probably the most famous ones is is um, Dion and uh, Bo Jackson. And, you know, you're talking about legendary guys. And both of those guys on the middle side, you know, Dion, he, he's never drank, smoked, nothing, even though he's kind of crazy. But you kind of got to be. You got to be able to push yourself to the limit. Um, but, of course, he's gotten famous with the, with the Coach Prime deal. But. You know, when he was a player, he, uh, he just was a freak. And Bo Jackson is a different level person. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think he done any of those things. So he didn't have any distractions. So, you know, anytime you can push yourself to the limit, the kid's going to be better. So whatever sport he rolls into, to me, that's just going to help him being able to do all of them as many many as he can. Yeah, Chance. What do you think, know? Tyler? Yeah, I mean, that's why I was kind of piggybacking there. And honestly, you know, if, if – if I'm, if I kind of remove myself and look down, you know, at a, you know, as in a drone sense at, at, at what it takes or, or what I believe in when it comes to playing multiple st- sports, the, the, the kids that I played with growing up are the different, they're different than what they are now. And, and, and what I mean by that is, kind of what alluding to what Chancey was talking about is that toughness or, or, you know, adapting and, you know, there's, we're, we've gotten so polished, so young, you know, that they're, they're so good at mechanical stuff, kids these days, you know, they're so mechanically, but what they lose in, in that rawness is, is the tough, the toughness, the, the eager, the, the, the yearning to get better to the gridiron type, mentality hard-nosed um you know and that's you know yeah i mean there's more talent today than there's ever been but because they're so skilled right they're so skilled as a baseball player you you know you you look at baseball players back when i was playing well those are the players the quarterback you know my my shortstop at at perk was the quarterback of st martin you know and and then the point guard at, at Paso, or the point guard Pasagola was my second baseman. And now it's like, oh, that dude plays – that dude's just a one-sport guy right there, you know. And so, I mean, I get it. I You know, you're 5'8". You're not going to be a point guard. But, 
you put, put some effort into baseball. But I really believe that toughness is one of the most important attributes for what a man can have, uh, mental toughness. Um, I think we just lost uh, Charlie Bordeaux. He'll get us going. Yeah, there we go. Sorry about that. Lost you, lost you for a second. Go ahead. I got you. You really believe that toughness? Yeah, you never stopped rolling, so that was good. Yeah. So the the kind of the the toughness, I think, really is is something that you know, as a man, you know, we we need to have and instill in kids to how to be a man. And yeah, I know I'm that's a little far fetched, but when you're looking at kids, I, I just don't know how tough today how tough kids are today and and that's what i think you get out of football and i think you get that out of uh playing basketball and throwing elbows around and intact you know that's just my my simple opinion i guess okay well yeah i mean and you know you see too we talk about the athleticism and the toughness um and all those sports bleed over into the other sports, you know, you talk about, um, you see Mahomes, you know, kind of throw one sidearm. It looks kind of like a shortstop. You see, you see those guys do those things. You're like, man, I bet that kid played baseball. Or you see a basketball, uh, excuse me, a, a tight end go up and make a catch over everybody. And you're like, he, he was a great rebounder, uh, when he played basketball, you know, you see those things. And I think, you know, each sport it physically kind of helps the other too. I would, I would think. Yeah, they they absolutely do. Yeah, I mean, like Patrick Mahomes, he he was drafted in baseball, right? Uh, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but his daddy his daddy was a big leader. That's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think there's some parallels there. You know, between I I don't I don't know. Um, we we just had a Hall of Famer, Todd Hilton. He, he yeah. started over Peyton Manning as a quarterback at Tennessee. Yeah, isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah, yep. uh, yeah. That's right. So. Yeah. Uh, so high school, uh, played a couple sports. What took you to uh, Mississippi Gulf Coast? Well, back then there was a protected list, so I had no option. You know, today's world, and and, and do I think it's best for for JUCO, MACJC? Absolutely, the way it is now. Um, but because I was in Miss in, uh, Mississippi Gulf Coast. Uh, kind of area territory I had to go that was the uh, they protected me I had only one option in Mississippi to go to junior college and and it was perk so they kind of forced my hand on that I didn't have you know um, <laughs> the ability to go to see Jones's uh, facilities or Pearl Rivers but I, mean, I think it's I think it's uh it's, it's been good the way it is now for sure and then from there it was ULM how many how many folks were coming after you out of JUCO? Uh, one. Uh, funny story. I was head- <laughs> oh, I say one. You know, I had a couple walk-on offers, and Delta State was on me pretty hard. Um, and actually, the MLB draft is the reason why. Funny. I mean, I I got stories for days now, but come on. Uh, um, Justin Hill. He's now the the head coach at McNeese State. He was my pitching coach, and he drove from Monroe all the way to North, uh, North Florida to watch me play. And uh, needless to say, I didn't get out of the first inning. Matter of fact, uh, the uh, 
the my coach Gary Roth said, uh, "Do you think you lost your scholarship today?" I said, "Yeah, I think I did." He goes, "Yeah, you're right. You probably did, but it's okay." <laughs> you know? But anyways, he drives down to North Florida to watch me uh, throw thirty pitches in one inning and get pulled, give up a few runs, and uh, walk a few batters. I mean, it was awful. And I go through the year, don't really talk to nobody. Delta State saw me, and then uh, Will Browning, he's actually a Mississippi boy. Uh, he's Jackson area. He went to Hines. He gets drafted. And um, I I go to Monroe on a scholarship and play for Jeff Shakespeare my first year, then Bruce Petty my second year. And, um, yeah, and this is where the story gets even crazier, okay? So uh, all fall. I don't do well at all. And fast forward to the end of this season, we're the second worst RPI, which is like how they kind of power rank your Mm -hmm. second worst uh, RPI team in the country. I think Alcorn State was behind us. And uh, he tells me, my coach, Christmas break, says, look, you're not going to pitch here. you got to do something different. This isn't working. So Justin Hill, my pitching coach, says man why don't you just you kind of remind me of will why don't you just kind of drop down low three quarter side arm below side arm and see how it goes well i come back in the springtime you know after christmas break and my velo's up five six seven miles an hour uh and it's starting to come together and um i have a really good junior year and i become kind of our our setup closer you know i'm the guy they go to and you know looking back at my college, my division one career going to a ULM, you know, that's the reason why I got drafted. Um, if I went to LSU, I could pitch at LSU. I could pitch at Mississippi state or Ole Miss. I wouldn't have pitched as many times and gotten better. Um, the way I was able to at Monroe that I, I needed to develop. Right. And on Monroe, it was just a perfect storm for my career there. And, um, so, Fast forward to the next year, um, you know, a couple scouts are talking to me here and there. Um, they're interested. I'm filling out these questionnaires and stuff, and uh, nothing serious, right? And we faced Lafayette um, last series of the year. Lafayette's number one team in the nation at the time. I mean, they're they're they're. I think they set all kind of records that year: home runs and batting average, team batting average. It was crazy. Um, I go down there on a Saturday and I throw seven, seven innings, shut out baseball, uh, give up one unearned run in the 14th inning. And oh, wow. yep. So fast forward. So that was on a Saturday, Monday night. Uh, first collegiate start was against Lafayette again in the conference tournament at South Alabama. And I throw another seven innings and give up one run through seven. And um, that the same scout, Nick Brennan, for the St. Brennan at the St. Louis Cardinals at the time, he's he's with the Padres maybe or Pirates now, but he saw me both places. He said, "Darn, this kid can pitch." You know, he's t- you know he he's got it. And uh, man, it it just clicked. And uh, I got drafted. My draft, my professional career started off of those fourteen innings of you know. You think about how many innings I've thrown in my whole entire career. And, you know, my dad's always said it. And Chancey's even, you know, Chancey's in my, I mean, Chancey's followed my career my whole way, you know, from Perk and all. And he's, you never know who's watching. And I've mm-hmm. been to practice. You really just, 
I had no idea that Nick Brennan was in the stands watching me pitch. And he was the one that 14 innings is what he saw. And that's what I got drafted off, drafted off of. Uh, it was late, but hey, I got a shot, right? I mean, that's, that's what it's yeah. all about. It's just an opportunity, you know, and that's, that was my college career, huh? Yeah. So before we go into the pro career, that's interesting. It, it only takes, it just takes just that little bit. And Chancey, you, you know, I've heard you say that before and, and, you know, Mike and I and, and have told our team as well, you, not just about scouting and that kind of thing, but just about, you know, attitudes and, and effort and that kind of stuff. Kind of go through that a little bit, how you never know who's watching and who could be watching. Yeah, and then, and then you know, being able to watch both boys uh, in the whole draft process, and um, you know, I I watched them grow up. Uh, Colin was two, and and Tyler was four when um, when my mom and their dad got together. So I got to watch this. You know, they were little kids playing wiffle ball in the backyard, and um, and both of them loved it. And you know, this is all they ever wanted to do, and to have, watch them have that opportunity. You know, they were that kid, those are kids that, you know, they, we already talked about, they, they did a lot of stuff. They, they set themselves up to be successful in this, but it's so hard. It don't matter. It's so hard. Um, and, and yeah, they did have a, a dad that was a coach. And uh, we talked about little things last week a little bit. You talking about um, pushing the little things, you know, like doing things right, showing class, win or lose. Uh, hustling on and off the field, just the way you look, you know, and, 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 you know, I tell our players, Hey, especially this day and time, it's become a beauty pageant, but not necessarily beauty. You got to be attractive. You know, you, that coach has got to like you somehow and everybody likes different things. You know, I mean, the, the easy things are the, are the good arms and, you know, hit bombs and, and can run fast. Uh, but you add in the little things and those are the guys that, you know, going to get chances too. And usually uh, they get to play a little bit longer. And, um, and so, yeah, uh, you know, you never know who's watching. And so just like Tyler, you know, he could have, you know, one pitch could have threw him off and he showed his butt and they leave. I promise you it happens all the time. And they're not sitting there watching that. Yeah. And I'll, I'll kind of touch on that a bit. Um, funny story here but i mean like and it, and it goes to what Chancey's talking about one thing uh lafayette monroe where ull and monroe we're, we're big rival right and i mean mm-hmm. this place is packed out number one team in the country they're hosting a regional i mean it's 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 on you know they're they're the real deal and i'm warming up down in the bullpen and uh you know this guy's had a few pepsis i believe uh, you know and uh he decides to to dump one on me you know, this is right before I go in the first time at Lafayette, and I I'm covered in a in an adult beverage, just completely covered, right? And uh, man, I was mad, and I had one of my best friends is Chet Semino. He's big old Cajun. I mean, he he's you remember him, Bulldog? Mm-hmm. And uh, he's I got you, bro. You know, he's talking that he's and he was taking care of him, but man, you know that could have easily triggered me right there. Um, but you know. Um, that that composure, the the, I I guess you know if you're you say heart is in the right place, if you're really truly trying to win, 
and, and, and dominate and what the opportunity you get, whatever that is. And, and I'm not just talking to baseball players. I'm not talking to just kids. I'm talking to adults that maybe um, want to do more or want to be successful. I mean, if you're tr- trying to do all the things to get there and at the end of the day, and I, I'll, I'll kind of end it with this on this subject, but um, I, I have one of my bosses at Farm Bureau. I'll never forget in a meeting, he said, do you regret, you know, how many of y'all play sports? And I raised my hand. And this is, this is why I am the way I am today. But he said, how many of y'all play sports? And everybody raised their hands. Would you go back and you would you work a little bit harder? Or would you do this and that? Raise your hand. Everybody raised your hand. And I, I raised my hand because that's what I was supposed to do because everybody was doing it. But in my heart, um, there was a time whenever from that moment of me getting drafted to the day I quit playing, there is no effort regrets I have. I know that everything I had was laid out there on the line, and I, I gave it absolutely everything I had. And whenever I walked away, you're going to miss shagging balls and you're going to miss piff. Tyler Bray does not regret or miss or wish he could get out there and hit fungos again. I, there, I know what I did, and that was it. That was as far as I could go, right? And I know I'm kind of talking about pro ball here, but, you know, that's really what, what it boils down to. If we just really, as humans, do everything we can to be the best we can, things will end up happening good for us, right? Um, things tend yeah. to catch fire. I know as a kind of a lesson and, and on that that part, and then we'll move on. But I know, Chancey, you're very specific about the little things that our guys do as far as how you lay your glove on the ground and how you uh, warm up in pregame. I mean, we had half a practice on you telling our guys what all that they do during pregame and uh, how the pitchers and where the pitchers and catchers go and that kind of stuff. And so you're saying those are the little things that people are looking at, right? Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, that's every coach has got their pet peeves. And and um, and so, you know, if you're getting recruited by a college coach, they're going to have their own little thing that they look at. So, you know, me as kind of like, a, you know, I'm not a high school coach or anything. I'm I'm a I'm a player development guy that that gets, you know, seven year olds try to prepare them mm-hmm. for high school and. Um, and 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 then of course you know as they go forward it also prepares them for for that opportunity to play in college and then um you know even further but if if i tell them everything that i know a coach likes then you know hopefully something will stick because hopefully something you know bottom line it just it looks like it means something you know anytime i i get on to kids for for doing stuff like that i always ask them you know, why do you think I'm getting on to you? Uh, you know, what, 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 what does it look like? You know, the way you take a knee, you know, when, when they're sitting on their butt and I'm, you know, every club training, you hear me fussing at them. I was like, why, why do you think I get on to you about that? Cause it, does it look like it does, does this moment right now mean anything to you? And if you're just kind of sitting lazy and looks like you don't care. So, you know, a coach don't like that. It don't matter who you are. And, um, and so, you know, I always tell them, you got to, you know, you don't have to be a brown noser, but a coach has got to like you for you to be successful in this business, I promise you, in this career. Yeah, I like that. To tell them, you know, make it look it look like it's important to you. Right. Let, let people know it's important to you. So 
moving kind of as we ease into the professional part of your career, Tyler, I want to hear from both of you guys on, you know, we talked about 14 pit or 14 innings is what got you recruited. And, and obviously there were scouts who came to watch you play from major league teams. What is the, what's the mentality? What's the kind of mental part of knowing that those guys are in the stands and do you try to block that out? Do you try to go harder because they're there? What what mentally do you do? Because I know it's got to be stressful. Yeah, and I think it, you kind of get used to it, right? I mean, I remember scouts coming to junior college and, and, you know, eventually, yeah, you probably think about it. You know, there's I see the scouts back there when I'm warming up. But uh, once that – inning starts or you tow that rubber and they the umpire says play ball or you know gives you the the hand signal you, you know it kind of goes away um it, it's really just about competing and you know it really and all these things that we're talking about really just goes back to who we are and how you know how we're built right like we're we're winner we want to win we're going to compete we're going to get after it right i mean that's just kind of there's nothing worse than losing. I mean, I, it's not fun to lose, right? I mean, who? If, mm-hmm. I, I want to win if it's playing tic-tac-toe or, you know, and so at the end of the day, yeah, I mean, definitely know they're there, right? Your, your warm-up pitches, your thought a little harder. Um, I, you know, here's a tip for all the kids out there. If you throw one low, the radar gun is going to pick up higher velocity when you skip it off the plate. So, you know, you kind of got to get the catcher to sign, you know, you'll pop, you know, two or three miles an hour higher if you skip one off the plate. So that that's always been what I've been told, right? So, so uh, absolutely. Did I throw one? Did I skip one in there? You you bet your tail I did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> but but once that inning started, I'm trying to win. I'm, I'm trying to, you know, it kind of – that, that kind of goes in the, the back, right? So – and Chancey, you've—I mean, you've been that guy. Obviously, not not a pro scout, but you've been that guy in the stands watching a specific kid. I know for your organization, for prospects, uh, and when you were in coaching in high school, that kind of stuff. You've been that guy watching the kids. So, on the other side of it, what are you looking for, or what do you think scouts are looking for uh, when they come and watch a kid? Yeah, on, on the you know when I played at Jones and I. I I got done and went to carry and went back as an assistant coach. That's where I got my first taste of like scouting um, and recruiting. Um, buddy of mine, Dave Chatham was assistant coach there and he had tagged me along on these recruiting trips. And, um, you know, I, I grew a lot of interest in that. And, um, and Tyler probably remembers this when I was younger and in, in those days, I wanted to be a sports agent. I wanted to be Jerry Maguire, you know? And, um, and so, um, uh, actually, uh, Coach Bray, uh, Scott, Tyler's dad, hooked me up with some of his old buddies, um, the old scouting buddies, and and we'd go to Meridian for state games, and and he would, you know, they would teach me how they judged arms and the 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 eighty scale and and um, just all the like little little scouting deals, and um, and it's all you know. I learned that part of it, and then as as we you know, I rolled into this business recruiting kids for showcase really is about the only thing we recruit for. But I, I, I mean, you know, I'm going to get <laughs> hammered for this, but I recruit six-year-olds also. 
You know, I mean, I've, I've got a five-year-old now and I just left the field down there and there's several six, seven-year-olds. And I promise you, I'm like watching, I'm watching which one's like carrying their bag, their self, uh, hops in the dugout, jumps right on the field, excited about being there. Cause here's the deal. I've got 16 youth teams down there and you know, not all let's just say 160 kids are excited about baseball. Those kids are hard to coach. They just yeah. are. And, and that's just the way it is, but there's a lot of them that are, and that's what keeps me in the business. That's what keeps me excited. You know, kids that are excited about playing baseball. Cause I'm that, I was that kid. I wasn't very good, but boy, I love it. I mean, I was shoot. I'd be running out of there. You know, that, that was my fun time. That was, I couldn't wait to take ground balls and some, it depends on what morning it is, but there's some days now that I'm still that excited. You know, I mean, our first tournament, I promise you, I'm going to be like Jackson. I'm going to have my uniform laid out. Like I'm going to look at it two or three times and like, all right, what else can I add to it? You know, you know, let's, let's go, you know, as a coach and, you know, <laughs> next time somebody sees me at a youth baseball tournament, they're going to be making fun of it. Yeah. That guy, he's goofy. As hell, you know, he's just, he, he gets into this way too much, but that's why I'm you in the business. It. I love it. it. Yeah. Tyler knows, look, he, he's, he's trying to get me to do a hundred different things. I promise you. Cause I don't make much money at this, but, but I do love it. It just something kept bringing me back, kept bringing me back. Well, and, well, and, Chance, and luckily we're able to do this all the time now. So Chancey, I got a question. H how much has analytics, uh, your, your bat, how much does that change your kind of prospecting, your scouting, your kind of, ah, man, you know? Yeah, it gets, it gets just, it, to, for me, it just gets talked about a lot more. You know, it just, you know, I, I, I'm not on, you know, I'm not, I, I'm not scouting or recruiting for pro guys. And, and you know, in, in the pro aspect, there's so much money involved. And of course, now rolling into colleges, uh, your bigger colleges, it's going to get even more to that uh, because of money also. Uh, because you're, you know, it's anytime you offer a kid anything, whether it's a walk on spot, I had a kid call me today. And this, this is great. He called me today, Wallace Community College. Uh, Y'all don't know where that is. Wallace Community College, Selma, Alabama. I didn't even know they okay. had one over there. Um, and um, I've been working with this kid. He's undersized but works hard, um, you know, a little behind on the recruiting deal. He's a senior, uh, wanted me to go with him today, and just the timing didn't work out, and it was a pretty good drive from here. But anyway, you know, they, they offered him a walk-on, certified walk-on spot. And, man, I'm so pumped for that kid that, you know, there's no analytics that I, I, I can't text that coach and say, like, you know, he's uh, you know, <laughs> 93 uh, exit velo. Right. He don't care. You know, the kid's, the kid's 580, second baseman. He's going to get after. He's going to punch you in your nose, and he's a great kid to have in your dugout, more or less. You know, if he makes it on the field, even better. Um, and I'm so pumped for that kid that I get just as excited for that as, you know, when, when you know, we talked about J.D. Harvey last week. Uh, as when he's going to get D1 offers come this summer, uh, it's coming. I'm going to be super excited for him. You know, it, it's, it's more of a Tyler talked about like you, when you're able to help a kid get everything out of themselves, that's, that's the win. That's the win. That's a big win for me. And, and, and what his dad taught me, you know, that uh, on a baseball field, it don't just create baseball players. It creates better men. So, that person's going to roll over 
into whatever job he gets, whatever, you know, when he becomes a husband, a father, uh, all those things, just that, that fight and that, that want to, that goal setting, everything that it takes to go play college baseball or even make your high school team, whatever that level is, just the highest level, um, it's just, it's going to make them awesome for that. That'll, that'll give them that gratification. Like, you know, I, I made it as far as I could. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, no, we're not all Mike Trouts and we're not all Bryce Harpers and we're not, you know, we're not, uh, you know, uh, what's the uh, Skeens, Paul Skeens from LSU. You know, we're not, you know, I didn't have that type of ability, but I had, I had an opportunity. I had a little bit of what I had. Yeah, I was raw athletic, and I just made the most of it, right? And 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 that at the end of the day, I mean, what more can can we ask for, right? In anything that we do, um, that <laughs> get the most we can. Look, man, that's where we're at, and then roll that over into whatever you're going to dominate at. Because there's you know things that we do, all of us do. We, we're gonna be we're gonna we're gonna be good because of all the life lessons, right? That baseball has taught us and. I hadn't really even talked about that. Like baseball is the, the closest thing to reality. You know, there's peaks and there's valleys and there's more valleys than peaks. And, you know, you bat three, you, you go three for 10 in a baseball, the rest of your career, you're a hall of famer. You know, you fail seven out of 10 times. You're successful. It's a game of failure and it teaches you how to deal with problems, teaches you how to deal with failure. And, you know, kind of back to, analytical stuff you know that that the prospecting or, or or kind of scouting um that you can't measure that you can't measure mm-hmm. any of those qualities there's not going to be any more david Eckstein's playing shortstop for the st louis cardinals you know what i mean well, I'm glad it, well, yeah, yeah. That, it, it's it, it's it's definitely changed what like i said what people talk about it still can happen mm-hmm. you, you know yeah it's just on the higher level it's it's just so hard because you're you know I, what I was rolling to about the kid from Wallace or getting an offer from Wallace. It, you're gambling on a kid, so now the stakes are higher, and so yeah, you're gonna need. I'm gonna need some evidence. I'm gonna need some proof. I'm gonna need some some quality numbers, and that's what I think that comes into. And so there's an importance there because you know we have to adjust with it, and. Um, and of course, you know, I do, I run a prospect camp where we got to get numbers. Bottom line, we got to mm-hmm. have numbers for kids. But then there's, there's another side of that where I want numbers, you know, we're able to get them very easily now. Uh, I want uh, kids to have somebody to chase. And, and, and I always tell them, if you got somebody to race, you're going to race yourself. So um, that's going to make you run faster when you got something to chase. So that's, that's the good and bad in them, you know. Yeah, so I'm glad I'm glad you brought up analytics because obviously that is that's where the game is now, um, and it's trickled down into the youth sports as well. And you know, and and Chance knows this. I know both of you will be very honest. So I want to ask this question: Everything is showcases now, right? So you go you go to these showcases and you you pitch, you hit, you you get your you see how hard you can throw from the outfield, your your position below, and that kind of thing. But how much, obviously, I want to know, Tyler, was there much of that when you were in high school? And then also, how has that changed the game? I know y'all hit on it a little bit with, hey, that kid with the the big heart but the not great numbers isn't going to get as many opportunities now as he used to. 
But how has that changed the game? And do you guys think it's a positive or is it a negative? Um, you want me to go first? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I didn't see it at all growing up. You know, it was more just, you know, uh, projecting. You know, oh, that kid's got the body. Kind of passes that eye test and does everything right. We can project that. Uh, pro ball is really where I, I started to see some ana- ana- analytics come in with some track mans and um, spin rates and, and a launch angle and trying to get the bat flat or, you know, bat speed. Um, you know, um, it's a different monster. And, and you know, it, I was – they were just starting to really – put their toes in that water on a track man when I was just getting released. And so I, I guess I had two years of track man. Um, and it is all covered up in baseball, uh, in professional baseball. But, but what I will say, I think it's really good for kids in general. It's not going to change your, your hubs, right? You're Atlanta, Miami, Dallas, Houston, California, you know, what it really does, it helps those John Gray, Joe Gray. It helps those kind of weird places, uh, the the Loosedale kids that, you know, what's the, you know, the the big guy that um, pitching now. It allows the kind of the logistics of a, a scout, a coach to see more players. Like, oh, that, that kid down there in Green, Green County, Van Cleve, for that matter, isn't going to get a lot of scouting you know, done just because it's in the middle of nowhere, right? Why, why go to, why go to green County to scout somebody when they can go check a prospect camp out, you know, and have 200 kids come through right there in one spot. And there's not no road, you know, having to hit the road and travel around to find these kids. I really think it helps out those rural areas, Mississippi for that matter, players, to be able to be seen if they have those qualities, if they don't have them, you know, they're, they don't have them anyways. Right. But it helps them get their names out at, at a way higher level. Chancey, what do you think? I mean, yeah. how far- <clears throat> no, no, no. So the kid you're talking about is Justin Steele. Uh, your, yeah. um, uh, your, your dad knows the family very well. And, and, and I, I know him too. I, well, I used to run camps with your dad at green County and he would come with his brother and, um, you know, the kid was good, uh, wasn't just unbelievable. And, and you know, he, he was a great high school pitcher. Um, you know, but it, it, it's hard to put your finger on and say, oh, well, he's going to be, you know, in the Cy, Cy Young running in a few years. You know what I'm saying? But they, he had something about him. And, yeah, I think analytics has helped that kid. You know, there's, there's a bunch of kids that get drafted, um, at, you know, per, you know, with our population per capita. And, uh but not a lot of them make it a long way or play a long time. You know, there's a lot of one and does. You know, you got opportunity. What you played five years? Yeah, Six? something like that. I was yeah, trying, yeah. Trying yeah. To I mean, better. I mean, you you had to kind of pave your own way because you were a different style pitcher. Yeah, you know, I think Justin. Um, you know, I I don't know his spin rate or anything, but I'm sure whatever he was good at, they was able to capitalize on it and just made him keep getting better and better and better. It's not like he showed up to pro ball and just dominated. I mean, this has taken him several years, and he had an unbelievable year last year. And 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 I I can remember sitting in Iowa watching him pitch, and I mean, he just got caught up, and I mean, he is just getting rocked. All I mean, just. No, nah, it's pro ball. I mean, everybody has those days. I mean, I've seen, you know, Adam Wainwright 
I've seen, you know, uh, you felt it. You felt it uh, in AAA. <laughs> well, and, and, and you I talk about that. <laughs> Y'all ready to go there? Um, you know, I was talking about somebody. No, but yeah, I mean, triple. Everybody goes through rough patches. I mean, you know, it. it I've. I've it, it just happens, and it could have been one of those days. But you know, in the minors, he really wasn't anything special or we're like dang that kid's gonna be good you know and then there's those sandy alcantara's alcantara like you watch him pitch and you're like oh my gosh this kid is gonna be he's 100 607 miles an hour jordan hicks um i got a shout out i got a shout out that's on our instagram right here b hardy that's brendan hardy he's uh He's with the Rockies now. He was with Mets. They have a podcast too, uh, Tyler. You've heard me talk about him. He's a he's a coast boy, uh, Hancock County. No, not Hancock. Uh, Harrison County. Harrison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, he had a great year last year. And you talk about one that they've kept, and and I mean he's on year. So he ruled five to the Rockies. But anyway, he gave us a little. He gave me a goat, uh, you know, uh, message. So I had to holler him out and. Um, FM Bray. I'm yeah, Brendan. Say, Brendan's done some work. He's done some work with our young guys too. Uh, they they like him a lot. He's a good guy. Is that Fran? Is that Francie? That is Francie. Uh, yeah. That's that's Aunt Francie. That's uh Tyler's aunt. She's on Instagram. She says she loves the pictures of the boys. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I was going to address those pictures real quick. So the the first one that that I had up there was we talked about Chancey. You mentioned he had a little different style as a pitcher. You can kind of see that arm angle right there. <laughs> In yeah, that, that one, that's, uh, that's him at ULM, right, Tyler? I think. Yeah, that is. Yeah. And, and what you can't see in this picture, you know, I'm six, I'm a pretty tall. I'm six five, somewhere in there. Um, but I'm far all the way on the right side of the mound, stepping across my body. So, to a right-handed hitter, I, you know, I, I was I was pretty tough right there in that that slot for sure. Lefties uh, saw it a long time, but that <laughs> picture, there's actually a YouTube video. Uh, that the the uh, the so I actually got to face this is in low A when I played it was in low A I actually got to face my my brother Colin who got dropped by the Diamondbacks. Uh, uh, he was in this picture with you right here. That's before the game. Yep, that's before the game. Okay. And uh, uh, during the game, I got to face him and and uh, I think Chance, are you going to be able to pull the video up? Yeah, and put yeah, yeah. It's just a it's just a forty minute. Uh, 45-second clip? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. cool. Oh, I'm, i am got to send it to Charlie. It won't let me do anything, I don't think. Yeah. No, yeah, it will. Yeah, it will. It will. I can put that on the ticker, right, Charlie? Uh, I have no idea. I haven't <laughs> tried to do a video yet. <laughs> well, it's just a link. So oh, Let's see. Oh, yeah. We, you can put the link on the ticker. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so, so basically, kind of tell you is, um, you know, it's 4th of July. Uh, I'm actually warming up in the bullpen. And my brother's in right field, and he's looking. You know, the coach and we went to dinner or lunch that day. He's like, "Nah, coach told me Skip told me he wouldn't. Uh, he wouldn't let me pitch to you. Well, unless he had to. And it was a close game. I think it's like a one-run game. And uh, well, anyways, I'm warming up in the bullpen, and he's like, "Are you about to pitch?" Kind of like you know, we're doing sign language from afar. I'm like, "Yes." He goes, "I'm hitting." I said, "I know." So he's shaking his head. <laughs> and uh, anyways, I. I go out on the mound and uh, I get the first guy out. He Collins up, and I mean I'm just smiling. You know, it's, this is this is unreal, right? And uh, I throw a, a sinker down and in to him, and he hits a single first pitch up the middle. And uh, <laughs> so yeah, so he he got me on that. But 
Yeah, you only got to throw him one pitch. Yeah, one pitch. And in the video, they, the the announcer saying, and Tyler's yelling at him as he's running down the line. And I was I was telling him, uh, why'd you have to swing at the first pitch? You know, you know, uh, it was a little more. Uh, I told him why'd you swing at the first pitch? And uh, yeah. So in my office at Farm Bureau, there's a really I have a amazing pitchers. My one of my favorite pitchers. That's my favorite pitcher bar, bar none. But it's a picture of me on the mound pitching to, to my little brother. You know, it, it's it's pretty special. I was I was going to ask about the picture. Uh, your dad's got it in his office too, right? Yeah, he's got one. So, uh, but, but it's it, you see the whole stadium and everything. I can't. Uh, I won't be able to find that picture, but uh, I I will. I, I need to. I need to have a picture to show somebody because that's a cool. Oh. You know, so uh, so Coach Bray. Uh, my stepdad, his dad, uh, is a principal of Green County High School now. Hopefully, he'll retire very, very soon. But he also coaches um, for the prospects, the Bulls prospects, and he has for the last three years. And uh, finally, got his butt back on the baseball field, and it's been great. But you walk in his office, and you see that picture, and and you know, as a dad of two boys that love baseball, that's a pretty cool moment. And you know, you got both boys playing pro ball, and they're face, you know, facing each other. And that just, you know, that that was for the likeliness of that happening was very like rare, yeah, very rare. I mean, there's a lot of brothers that's played, but for them to face each other is very, very rare. I mean, I think there was a chance one other time because Tyler's also a reliever, so if he pitches two innings, you know, they got to give him a week off or something. You know, I mean, it's you know they they protect them. Look at look at that face, but. <laughs> Yeah, but that was like that would be like a big deal. But he was one to any guy, and so the chances are, you know, uh, with it, that happened, it was rare and it did, and it was awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. That's great, man. That's yep. uh, that's really cool. So as we kind of wind this thing down a little bit, I do want to know, Tyler, what what advice as a guy who made it all the way all the way to the top? What what's some advice you would give to young players in general, but then specifically young pitchers? Man, just, just, and I know this sounds very elementary, uh, Charlie, but um, just have fun, right? Do the right things. Uh, not every, I mean, you know, there's, there's some, just have, just have fun. You know, the, 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 this game will eat you up and spit you out and, uh, I guess to, to, to my high school, college, if there's, you know, people are listening, uh, you don't realize how close you are to the next level. Um, you, you know, you, you go through your career and you, when I left high school, I went to junior college and I look back and if I could just those six months I was in junior college, if I went back to high school, I would be a way better pitcher way better player just from the confidence that I had in myself because I knew what I'm now doing at junior college. Um, and, and I think that's the biggest separator among pro ball players, junior college to D1, high school to JUCO, it, and, and even ninth grade ball to 10th grade ball or even lower is you don't realize how close you are to the next level. And, you know, just to be real short and quick, the – the the it, the confidence on that is it gives you so much confidence 
to to know that you're 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 you can play with these guys and you know that that I think is is a really determining factor but from a pitcher um you know I, I a lot of people probably disagree with me on this but throw it over the plate and let and let it let your defense play uh, I think too many pitchers are you know and even coaches in high school and in trouble ball they're too selective they they won't Adam Wainwright he'll be a he'll be a he'll be a Hall of Famer um, in a short period of time, I, I'll, this is in a book, and I could talk for hours about things like this, but Adam Wainwright would literally set up in the middle of the home plate. You know, if he's starting to go tough, he would say, look, if I miss left, it's inside, and if I miss right, it's outside. <laughs> and that's the most simple – he's a Hall of Famer, and he's telling throw mm-hmm. it over the plate, and if you miss left, you're still in the zone. And if you miss right, it's still in zone. We complicate this thing. There's too much analytics. There's too much. Let's try to hit this one tiny little – just throw it over the plate and see what happens. Good pitching is going to beat good hitting every day of the week. Throwing strikes in most levels is going to be all you need, in my opinion. That was kind of that was kind of Greg Maddox's thing, right, is like, hey – no reason to no reason to waste pitches, right? You throw it over the plate. You got nine guys out there, but it's nine against one at that point. Oh, Let them work. Yeah, and, and and what you're also doing is making these hitters swing at a ball. Let's just say you throw eighty miles an hour, right? And uh, you th- eighty miles an hour to go sixty feet six inches, and not even that. You take out the stride and your release point. You know, you're you're closing in on fifty two feet. Or, or less. I, I used to know these numbers, but uh, you're right. I mean, 52, 50 feet to to hit 80 miles an hour. I mean, that's that's a hard thing to do in itself. Now you start bumping, you're throwing 92, 94, 95, 96, 97. I mean, now you get the triple out. I, I can tell you that's as far as I made it, but you, you better hit a spot and you better be able to a lot of people <laughs> at that level. Uh, they, uh, that slider that I had was really good, but for some reason in AAA, they uh, they saw it and they know how to hit it. <laughs> they saw it one time. Well, uh, you you talked about you don't know how close you are to the next level at uh, AAA. It's about as close as it gets, man. You're you're right there on the doorstep. Yeah, yeah, and and I it, but I knew that that was uh that was it for me. I mean that I, I I'm telling you, my slider was was. Um, an elite pitch and I'm not bragging on the pitch or myself. I, I'm bra- It was just a really good pitch. And man, these hitters just did not do what they did one step down and double up. You know, <laughs> I got that. I, I experienced it watching it and uh, yeah, he would throw a great pitch and they would make a terrible swing sometimes, but they'd still hit it off the wall. I mean, that was the difference in triple A and, and double A is yeah. just those hitters are stronger they're they're they've been there they know how to get a barrel to it even if it's a great pitch so yeah i mean that's where you know when when these guys are really really successful you you know they put in the time and figured out like all right this that's and that's where analytics helps i think pitching uh is is the the scouting like they know what these guys can't hit and instead of just saying oh he can't hit a curveball where you know Low, high, what mm-hmm. you know? Let's let's just try to let, let let's see what I get. A win, you know. When when is he sitting on that curveball? When is he sitting on that really good slider? Yeah, it, they. That's what amazes me. They can sit on these, I mean, horrible pitches to hit, but they still can hit them. It's amazing. But 
that's that's why they're the best of the best. Why they're the one percent, and you know, it's 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 hard. And and you go down, and I also was talking about Jaime Garcia. I mean, I I I watched him give up fifteen runs in four innings. Uh, and they were rolling the innings, which means you in spring, not even spring training, a rehab assignment where they, you get to a point and he would roll the inning to the next, right? And then turn around, his next outing was in the big leagues and, and throw a, a one hitter, a no hitter going in the ninth inning. Uh, low A, I mean, you throw the rosin bag up there and the, the Latinos will, they'll swing it. You know, you can throw the rosin bag, they'll swing at it. But the most levels that you play, you throw the ball in the zone, you're going to be successful overall, you know, in, in a, in a, in a whole grand scheme of things. Oh, you've been great, man. We will definitely do this again because there's so many more questions that I want to ask and so many more things I want to talk about, but tell folks uh, you're, you're in insurance now. Tell folks how they can get uh, in touch with you and find you and uh, how we can track you down. Ah, uh, well, you can, uh, my, I'm, I ain't going to give you a 1-800 number. It's my cell phone number. Um, <laughs> you know, I guess that's really my selling point, uh, there, but it's 228-219-1193. And, uh, my email is tyler.bray, uh, at sfb as in boy, cic.com. But I'd love to help you out. And I appreciate that very much. You didn't have to do that, but. Um, I appreciate that a lot. But, but you, you've got a Facebook page with your Farm Bureau and everything. Yeah, yeah. I do. Uh, the best way to contact me, though, would be my cell phone or email. Um, you know, and I, like I said, I, I I don't ask for it. But, you know, if I'd love to help people and work for them for sure. So. Yeah, and, and so tell us real quick uh, before we uh, shut her down. Uh, so you are in Green County, but you, you've got uh, two more offices is what you told me uh, on the coast. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Um, it's going to be in Gulfport, Biloxi, but I can sell anywhere in the state of Mississippi. Um, house autos, uh, your property ha- autos or life insurance, um, do general liabilities. Um, you know, I'm, I'm excited about it. Um, you know, it all, this all, you know, and again, Charlie, we can talk about this. All my history has, as a ball player, has come into an, an insurance agent, right? It's made me who I am. And, um, <laughs> I'm ready to work. You know, I, I can succeed at this. There's nobody telling me I'm not good enough. It, it's up to me, right? So um, I'm excited yeah. and looking forward to it. So, so, so yeah, if, if anybody wants to, uh, you know, uh, call Tyler, talk a little baseball, get some life insurance. and There you go. Your there car you go. and house covered all in, all in one good little conversation. I'm sure That's he, right. he wouldn't mind taking your call. So. That's right. Fancy. Final thoughts? Yeah, man. Uh, the, you know, second episode. This has been fun. Uh, you know, I've, I've been wanting to get Tyler on, and and you know, I've got a list of folks, and you know, he's at the top of it. Uh, just he, I know he played a lot of baseball. He like, he, he, you know, he's like me. He, he's able to, he's able to talk. He, he's he has to talk to the public for a living, and and so he, I knew he wouldn't be nervous about coming on or anything like that. So some of these guys are going to list are going to I'm at the, you know, pull the arm a little bit, but. Um, you know, uh, appreciate him coming on for sure. He's 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 got a lot of other stuff that we can plug later on, and probably will. And we get him. I'm getting some good advertisement going on here. Um, he, he's in the Airbnb business and everything else. So I'll, I'll we'll have to reach out on that. But uh, but he he's going to be a good one. Just uh, uh, you know, maybe plug in for a few minutes here and there on some nights and just uh, give his opinion. He'll he'll probably uh, 
start uh, tuning in. Uh, but but yeah, excited to have him as one one of our first guests and and um, you know get this little little podcast a, a roll and 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 keep it going. So. Yeah, I appreciate it. I, I, Chancey, I've interviewed football players. They're not usually the uh, the best interviewees, so uh, we can we can make it work with uh, with folks who who aren't uh, who aren't great speakers. But man, Tyler, you've been awesome, and uh, I do appreciate you guys tuning in for episode two of the Small Ball Podcast. We'll be back next week. We'll put out a time, and uh, and we hope you guys can join us. I know we we're getting in different places, and we're we're on Instagram, we're on YouTube. I put it on Twitter tonight. I put it on Facebook Live, on my Facebook page tonight. Um, and so, and y'all join us however you can. Share it. Spread the word. Tell your friends. Tell people who aren't your friends. I don't care. Tell everybody. But, uh, man, I really appreciate it. And I appreciate Tyler Bray. He's Chancey Rogers. I'm Charlie Rogers. No relation. Just cool guys with great beards. And uh, <laughs> we are uh, We're going to move on. Do uh, Tyler, your beard's your beard's great too. It's hard. It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, everybody. Good night. We appreciate you. We'll see you next week. Out.